0: It is episode one hundred and eighty out of three hundred and sixty-five, and you are listening to the Enum once again. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Um, so, as you know, the the idea behind the Enum is always to provide as much value as I possibly can, and I think today I'm definitely also going to provide that value because today I'm with Mike Roy. Uh,
1: Mike, how are you? Great, yourself, and thanks for asking me to come and uh, say a few words. I hope. I, I can provide a little value. I have my <laughs> doubts, but <laughs> no, you can. I, you see, can. I see, I see, we exactly halfway, almost exactly halfway in your yeah, yeah, year yeah. of uh, of podcasts. So, um, we're pushing, we Two hundred will probably we'll we'll, 300, 300.
0: We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll do a big giveaway, maybe episode two hundred. Yes. So, surprise. Um, yeah. So, Mike, maybe first of all, uh, what do you do? Because right now we're at the Ora Institute. We've had a very very nice event with African matters today. Um, maybe. Can you give, briefly, what do you do and what is the Orem Institute?
1: Yeah, sure, because I'm the group CFO of a public health uh, impact organization. We um, spend money from a variety of funders, uh, mainly from PEPFAR funding from the United States in the fight against, uh, which is applied mainly in the fight against HIV. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a pan-African organization, a uh, global organization with its roots based in Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, we've grown from very small and relatively humble beginnings, 20 years ago as the Angler Gold uh, Health Research Division, one man and a secretary and a, and a dog to <laughs> over, over two and a half thousand people now and uh, we like to think we make a significant impact in, across the health failure chain in uh, clinical trials and implementation research and public health system strengthening programs in south africa and increasingly beyond our borders uh, in particular in the african continent and indeed beyond africa so so it's a privilege to be part of it
0: i mean that sounds like a lot (laughs) so that no so i mean look that's that sounds like a lot but i think more specifically what i found very interesting first of all that you were you guys were willing to host this event i don't know what whatever arrangement you had with africa matters um but then second of all the way that you speak about the young people in this organisation, I, I found that very interesting. So, I think a lot of the time, obviously, we we as young people will feel that there are lots of gatekeepers and lots of barriers and lots of people standing in the way of us trying to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish, right? You don't seem to be one of those. You seem to be someone that's very willing to give young people opportunities, all of that. How... Let me, let me start off by asking, um, as a young person, because we can't control older people, how do you think we can find older people that can also provide those opportunities for us? You know, how how do we look for those right sorts of mentors? Yeah, it?
1: uh, that's a, it's a difficult one to answer because mm. um, I'm aware and have experienced. I'm definitely not a millennial. I'm sure. one of the older guys, and, yeah. um, and I, you know, fit in in, in different categories, which sometimes uh, make the divide diffi- even more difficult. I'm a white guy, you know, I'm a white male. And we've heard a lot of commentary today about, about uh, uh, kind of surprising offers of help and surprising the effective mentorship opportunities developing between a young millennial and, and an older person. Yeah. Um, there's a comment I wanted to make in, in the discussions uh, of today and you heard me commenting about you know, looking through the youth lens for mm. the Orem Institute and trying to understand um, what it is we are doing, what uh, in terms of an external service to youth populations out there, from a health or other or some other kind of impact role, mm. and, and 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 how youth organises itself or doesn't with an Orem, and, and how we could better understand that and better leverage it for the good of the organisation. Sure, it's not for. It will d- it will lead to for the good of the youth, mm. but the overall objective has to be for the good of the organisation, for to make a, a, a better impact in whatever area we're trying to make impact. So so yes, I'm personally open, and I guess I could play a role mm. with my colleagues. I sit on the board, and it's like you know I'm I'm preparing myself to go and have a conversation and say. You know, I think we need to create a formal structure and formal channels for youth to have a voice because by God do they have a voice. Mm. I've just sat here today and I've, I have uh, listened to and had the privilege of observing uh, a level and standard of discourse, intellect, um, which to my mind m- matches what I see at uh, governance structures with much older individuals the point I wanted to make and didn't get the chance to is that each has something to offer the other. You said the older youth, God and the y- younger yes, people. Youth definitely have a greater role to play. But I think where youth can maybe learn something as well is recognize that the older generation, mm-hmm. the non-millennials, that just maybe they have something to offer mm-hmm. as well. And it's actually, a, a if you can get it right, maybe through this mentorship mentorship type program to have a symbiotic relationship where each is benefiting from the other and one plus one equals equals more than two Yes, yes. Um, that's what we aiming to achieve
0: so so to me it sounds like you're saying that it might be that young people are unwilling to learn and all the people obviously I'm generalizing right and all the people are unwilling to listen. Right? So we're, we're, we're trying to, trying to. Be, is it an ego maybe issue? Maybe it's both ways. Maybe,
1: maybe each of those categories are both, both unwilling yeah. to learn and unwilling to listen and as, as soon as you, you know it's an almost, I'm not gonna listen to Mike, he's 57 years old, mm. what does he know? Mm. And maybe Mike says, Ugh, 24 year old, what does she know? Mm. But the truth is we each have something to contribute, mm. and perhaps it's, it's it's in the willingness to listen, yeah. the creating a culture where there, there are forums, something like what we've just mattered. Mm. Now, what we've done at Orem is, Africa Matters is not Orem, but as I said in my introduction, when we welcomed Farai, the founder of African Matters, on board, we were absolutely cognizant of the fact that she had another life, Africa Matters, mm. and without having a, a definitive kind of, this is how we could or should be w- working with Africa Matters. Yeah. We recognized that there was potential and we gave her absolute license to operate. Hence, we're hosting this event mm. and hence the discussion you and I have. Mm. And this thing will have legs. Yeah. And ultimately, we will be all talking to each other and you know, maybe one practical manifestation of this is we have some kind of a youth director sitting on our board or some of our senior structures. Now, I don't know how it ends up, but.
0: I want to ask you about that because, because mm. even throughout the throughout the uh, the dialogue, you, you, you did mention uh, a youth director. Mm. So I'm I'm trying to understand because obviously youth is not a homogenous group, right? So we've got different interests which could then be divided across gender, yeah. across race lines, across economic standards. Obviously, nothing is perfect. But how would how would a youth yeah. director speak to those? in, in and, one and organization who would,
1: who would speak i mean who would anoint the individual who was going Is to follow? the i think the, yeah, it, it has to be an elected. Or, or would role. it be elected i, I mean I, as i was sitting i was mean, thinking okay that sounds like a reasonable idea mike but practically how would it work so mm. you know so say, say say I or our group ceo or the group executive looked down uh, quite, unquote. looked, looked <laughs> from at, the look from the ivory tower, from the ivory youth and thought, oh, that's the best youth down there, he or she's going to yeah. represent the youth, but, but maybe that's not the way we should, because maybe the youth contingent, would look at that individual, already, tall poppy syndrome, it would be, you know, youth who's just been, put you through, who the hell are you? Mm. Or you really represented us. so maybe your idea about, uh, maybe it's a combination of that, and some kind of a, democratic, ele- elective process, so that, youth with all its variations color um, gender uh, etc etc et religion um, that somehow that is that is channeled through to a representative and and maybe it's not through one individual sure maybe it's through a not an official board or oh, maybe a youth board, yeah, maybe. maybe that's not a bad idea like no. in um, municipalities town councils you have the town council and then you have the youth yeah. the youth town council yeah. that's that's a world tried model kind of preparing youth for hearing their voice, giving them a an opportunity to I guess contribute and as long as that voice is heard. Of course the people on the other side need to yeah, be willing to has hear that to voice. Hear, I mean that's the whole point otherwise of it. that youth yeah.
0: board would then just become a symbolic Ach, it's uh, a
1: patronizing exactly. potentially a patronizing potentially. So I think no.
0: it's difficult because then I, I guess from the way I see things, you have, you have to move the culture in in lots of different areas because you have to first say okay let's move this organizational culture that youth are able to express themselves freely in whatever form you have. Then you have to have the powers that be that will generally be older willing to receive yes. that sort of information and that sort of feedback and potentially criticism without
1: I don't know without closing taking up. Taking Without on. taking offense and, and all of that. I'll go back to and vice versa. Yes, of course. It's a two-way 100%. dialogue 100%. Uh, and a, a willingness to hear on both sides, mm, yeah. and then a willingness to converse on both sides. Yeah. I, I'm sensing that the pendulum is shifting in that direction, I think it's got a long way to go, before that becomes accepted practice and common practice. But what's encouraging is that you and know, I having this conversation. Of course. And that we're having uh, a forum like Africa Matters here at Orem, that uh, yeah, we've, we've helped a little bit to give uh, youth a voice. Um, And, you know, there were a number of corporates represented here today. I would hope that I had a young gent from uh, ABSA Capital uh, saying that, uh, you know, they've created something there and that they are uh, almost at the same stage. Mm. They are about to go to, with a recommendation, they've been given a budget recommendation to, I'd imagine, the group executive of ABSA Capital. You know, here are ways in which the voice of youth can be heard and that we can hear your voice, oh. if it is a, an age kind of a split. Then? Sure. Increasingly, it's less split like that, but at the moment, take the average age of a board, average age of group executive, you uh, will, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's common knowledge. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Thank you very much for, for having oh, Absolute here. pleasure. I appreciate I
1: it being nice to uh, uh, have a conversation. Great, great. Yeah. Um, thank you, added value. Uh,
0: once again, this is the Enum 365, all hits, no misses.